When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Garrod Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavner. And you are listening to Agony Rants. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our show. show. I can't tell you what level of delighted we are. We got that actually perfectly synced. We haven't recorded in a month. <laughs> <laughs> and we've literally forgotten how to speak. We've actually forgotten how to do the show. Like, it was three takes. Three takes. To say hello and welcome uh, to Agony Rants. That's it, we're sacked. That's where we are. <laughs> so we can't leave it too long now. No, we like... can't. How are you, Neve? I'm very good, thank you. You're looking very well. Thank you very much. You're looking lovely. Leave has her Master Chef plaits in. I do, I have my Master Chef plaits in. That is my, I need to do my hair look. <laughs> and I can't be bothered. Or we, arsed. So we're not being on camera today. <laughs> yeah. This is very much an audio-only production today. <laughs> Probably best. <laughs> but we might take a selfie later just so you know the level of not glamour. Just so, just so you know that like we are actually using Neve Cabinet. It's not a Neve Cabinet impersonator. <laughs> you know the way on those sites where you can get people to kind of record messages for you? I can't believe how much money gets somebody gets for to be impersonating someone. That's really, really There's funny. a guy on it that looks like Ed Sheeran. Really, does he? Does yeah. he? though? No, does he? He really does. God love him. Like, I'd, at least he's making money out of it because he's had a hard road. <laughs> he couldn't play the guitar. <laughs> the, yeah. I think the most tragic thing in the world is, you know, when you see an artist who is like, who's on a bill, but it's like with a Lady Gaga tribute, with a Kylie tribute, and you're like, you're the actual person. You're taking work where they are from your billing. own lookalike. Where are they on the bill? <laughs> oh, it's more tragic when they're not first. <laughs> Just in case it happens to me in the future. I don't know yeah. that I don't know that it's happened yet. I'm trying I'm desperately scrolling through my career here and I can't, I don't think there, it's there was a drag Neve Kavanagh. Oh yes, always. There's always one, especially if I turn up to the George. I it's my favorite moment when they come out in a special dress, you know, trying to be me. <laughs> Look, always often copied never equals. No, Neve. well, you know, it's done with love. I un, I completely understand that. I do. <laughs> do. It's a it's yeah. Just take it for what it is, Neve. Oh, that which is a, whether they mean a it that way. Tribute. <laughs> whether they mean it that way, it doesn't matter. I'm taking it that way. Yeah. 
course, I am rehearsing for pantomime. Oh, yes, yes I am. Yes, uh, the newly restricted pantomime. Newly so, restricted. So, like, 50% so, capacity now in Ireland. Yeah, so, only 50% of myself, really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, 50% of the ticket holders have been turned away. Uh-huh. I'm going to just be dialing it in. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, actually, listen, I'm just grateful it's going ahead, you know, know because, yeah. uh, you know, as much for myself, but really for all the people who have put the work in. And some people Look have been working that. a long time. Spoken like a true superstar. No, the Look, crew I'm like, working with, they're uh, so the sweet. I love the crew. I, I love it's the, the crew. crew. I just love, it's the little people I adore. <laughs> well said, Neve. I swear to God, oh, I go into one of those places I wouldn't look. <laughs> wouldn't look twice at them. It's like, get me a water. <laughs> you're horrible. They are yeah, lovely people. You get, no, you get nowhere being nice. There's a certain point where you're young and you're nice and people go, oh, actually, you know, very nice person. Like, we we hope he does well in life. But then it gets to a point in your life where if you're still nice and you're not successful, you need to step it up. Okay. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm going are to you saying abs- I'm not successful? No, no, I'm not successful. <laughs> From now I- on, I'm going to be an absolute prick. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've been nice for so long and things are changing, Neve. Okay. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, it is a whole bunch of fun now what I'm doing, but uh, because I get to be really, truly evil, you know. As I mean, the evil queen. I love it. I love it when she's a complete and utter horrible person. It's my favourite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was once, actually, I once played a baddie in Oliver. Fagan. I was going to say, there's only two, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you'd have got Fagan. Well, I, I was Fagan, right? <laughs> now, and it was one of those productions, it was for a stage school, so they're only doing like an hour of it. Like they weren't doing the full show. Oh, But okay. we only had like a, about four days rehearsal. Oh. Neve. <laughs> when I say I mangled it. <laughs> as in? I, as in, I got the word, like <laughs> open a night. I had the words to be back soon written in my hand. Right. Oh, well, you know. And we're in the wings and she went, there's your gloves, Fagan, because you know the way Fagan has gloves. <gasps> <laughs> so then I had to write like the words on my fingers. But it got worse because what I did was I went out and I sang the words to be back soon. Or no, to got to pick a pocket mm-hmm. in be back. Like I got the words for the, I, got, I sang the wrong words in the wrong songs. But how could you possibly do that? I know, it's an achievement. <laughs> I have to say I have a newfound respect. I like, yeah, I was like... <laughs> Look, I guarantee you no one's done that before. And then the other thing I did was I hit all, uh, Dodger. Because Dodger was supposed to get a slap. Oh. And like, like you really Dodger didn't get up for about three scenes. <laughs> 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 yeah, that he was black and blue for the second show. Wow. That's <laughs> my finest irony. So my current workplace, shall we say, because we're going to do our show on the workplaces. Yeah, Christmas at the workplace, because it's a disaster. I worked in the bank uh, mostly over Christmas, over the few years, and it is fraught with collection envelopes for one such (sighs) or another. And then you end up getting some random name out of the bag and you're traumatised about what the hell you're going to buy. For the secret Santa. Oh, Jesus. Do you know what the awful thing about a secret Santa is? It's always the manager with the least personality that decides they're Santa Claus. Oh. I just like, oh, here we go. Really? Let's look at this tool now for 20 minutes. You know the way they've got the, like, they do, the, 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 they're, they're giving the bag of secret Santa stuff. Okay. And then, like, the manager is like, I'm going to dress up as Santa. That'll make them like me. It's like, no, for the other 51 weeks of the year, you're an absolute tool, so nobody's going to like you. Oh. Uh, and then they do the whole, like, oh, we're going to call them up. And then you'd go up and you've got to pretend to be nice and take your 15 euro present. <sighs> I hate it. Have you got any interest in presents that you've got? No, but I do remember right when I started working after college and I think almost every girl in that department got a chocolate willy. 
Like I'd say almost every girl. Wow. So was that like a job lot, do you think, that came in? Or do you think like... (laughs) No, I think think it was just a poor class of people. I think it was a load of lads with terrible ideas. I know, terrible notions. Like I tend to not gig in December. Yeah, well, I'm either one or the other. I'm one or the other. I'm either working loads, as in panto or lots and lots of concerts, or nothing, you know, and okay, yeah. I, and that's it all depends it, on the tax return that goes in in October. <laughs> Let's see how this sits. Can I afford to take December off? No, no. It's, it's not. I'm hitting the road. It's not my favorite time of year to work necessarily, no. but uh, I remember at times if you were in mid panto, and if you're in panto, quite often you're doing three months of solid work, so you are literally brain dead for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And if the boys were lucky, I I was able to smile at them for at least half an hour. <laughs> I remember years ago, maybe about six years ago, I met you for breakfast, for brunt, and you were like right in the thick of panto. Oh, like God. it was like, I think it was like the first week of January and I actually had swine flu. But I was in better nick than you were. Oh, I didn't realise I had swine flu, I, but I was really sick at the brunch and I was like, Neva, I have to go home. But I was still... <laughs> I, I was, still brighter than I was. <laughs> I worked in the same company for years, years and years. Mm. And um, it was always like the Christmas parties. Do you know what used to, the only thing that used to stress me about about Christmas parties was I used to always go on tour in January. Oh, right. right? Okay. So I used to always have to make sure my clock with flexi time had like loads of time on it in December. Oh, okay. Because God knows, like, you know, with traveling, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of like in a town gone for anyone that mentions it is an absolute prick. <laughs> so I used to always try and work my clock up in December, but they used to always do this thing uh, on, it was around like the 23rd or so, right. where they would do like Bailey's coffees. <gasps> That's like, not good for flexi time. Yeah, amazing. But like it was, it was, it was brilliant that they did it, but I was never sure whether you're supposed to stay clocked in or clock out or, and then like at two o'clock, they say, oh, go on home. And it's like, but, I'll go home if I can stay clocked in for the seven hours. But if I'm losing the time, I would much rather stay yeah. because I need to work my clock up. I and know that's a hard question. It's that's a hard a, question you to can't ask. actually ask the question, you know, can are you sending me home? Uh, and yet are you going to give me my hours? Exactly. Like, it's yeah. like when somebody says to you, you can have Monday off. And it's like, well, am I getting paid for it? Yeah. Is it a hot, what? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a valid question. It is a valid question. It People, is a valid they question. They need to be clearer. Need. Clearer. So we have had some correspondence, Neve. Oh, excellent. We I have. love correspondence. Um, so we will go with the first one. Uh, it says, uh, I have to say, I'm so glad of the pandemic. I work in an... <laughs> that's, that's what a, a start. One. What a start. <laughs> Lorraine has a point to make and she's just made it. Okay, go on then, Lorraine. Tell me what you want. I have to say, I'm so glad of the pandemic. I work in an Irish bank and the Christmas parties are horrific. It was always in a hotel where everyone was hammered. This is just what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And thought they were hilarious. And I always got stung for paying for rounds and never got a drink bought back for me. Oh, well, that's a whole other show, isn't it? That's buying outrageous. rounds. No, but yeah. buying rounds is a thing. Yeah, Lorraine, mm. what are you doing? Okay, go you ahead. Don't, don't buy rounds. Every year we do a secret Santa where we have to buy something for a person but can't spend more than 15 euro. This, yeah. Mm. I used to sweat about this because <laughs> they would open it in front of the office with one of the SAP managers dressed up as Santa. I'm sorry, but SAP managers <laughs> is the best. That's the best term I've ever heard. <laughs> One of the SAP managers dressed up as Santa Claus. Now I just email a 15 euro voucher and she signed it Lorraine a fool. 
Lorraine, we're loving your spirit. You could be our friend any day. Okay, so we have one from Rachel and she says, I work in retail, so obviously Christmas is insane. Well, that's very true. Uh, we are in early, we are in early, stay late and rarely get lunch. Uh, but we do drink wine in keep cups or sometimes <laughs> gin and tonic in a water bottle. <laughs> now, Rachel, how do you get away with the lemon and that? That's what, what I want to <laughs> Oh my God! Well done. I tell you, Rachel. Well done, Rachel. Just send Legend. in where you're working. I'll bring you in a sandwich, right? I can't believe you're not having your <laughs> you lunch. You can't be drinking on an empty stomach. The mammy and me is having a heart attack <laughs> Well, I, do you know what? I have to say, I do, I really do feel for, for retail. For retail staff. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about retail staff is, and you kind of forget this, people treat them awfully. Oh no, they do. Like, I, mm. I was coming back through duty free and I saw this, like, man just giving out yards to this girl. And I just know that the girl was just like, I couldn't give two dams. <laughs> but what? Like, like, but she was being like, oh, I, I understand. She, just, she shouldn't understand. No, I know. Why but should she understand? She shouldn't care less. That's usually the directive from above. Just oh yeah, totally. She should, be, she should have been allowed to just belt him across the face. I know. What? Who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? I have all the power. Yeah, it's like some... I can choose not to give you this yeah, thing. Some tool <laughs> wanting an aftershave. Yeah, well, move on. <laughs> Take more than an aftershave for a shit personality. Uh, okay, help. <laughs> it's, I thought we were back to the Beatles That was the first there. line. I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, go on, help. 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 We need to ban tins of sweets from offices. I'm 100% on board with this. Oh, yeah. They have been in my office since the start of October and I'm addicted. Still, tis the season. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the saddest thing is when you get down to the last bits in the tin and you you know you don't like those chocolates, but you know you're still going to eat them. It's always the plain dairy milks in a in a box of those uh, miniature heroes. Is it? Yeah. The caramels go. The fudges go. The you and I could live goes. together. Uh, yeah, no, I, I <laughs> eat some of them, but I'm not that fussed on the caramel. So you, I'd eat your dairy milks and you can have the caramels. Oh, I love a caramel. Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you know what my favourite thing about this is? It's the journey that Tom goes in three sentences. Mm-hmm. He goes from help, we need to ban tins of sweets in the office. And by the end, he's like, oh, still, still, just the season. <laughs> it's like, that's, it the, that's the journey in his head when he's walking by the sweets. Yeah. It's like, I'm not having one, I'll have one, I will have one. Yeah. <laughs> you never have one. Nobody has no, one. Have, one. have you ever put your hand in and just taken one out? That doesn't happen. I'm very specific when I go in there. Yeah. I oh, have completely. an order. I have an order. Go on, Neve, hit us with the order. Well, I might start with the cream egg one. I like the cream <sighs> the egg. Cream one. egg. I have to say the cream egg was a revelation. Yeah. yeah. I did wonder what the hell they were doing when I, I saw know. the cream egg going in there. And I do love a crunchy one. Yes. But usually cream That's egg comes well. first, crunchy down. And then we go into the twirls, the whispers and the dairy milk. Yeah, that, I mean, they're all the same. <clears throat> yeah. I think the bounties are absolutely disgusting. Okay. They taste like gone off bounty. I mean, they can't be using the high quality bounties in the bounty suites. Yeah, but sometimes I think what happens when they miniaturise it, the 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 um, the ratio of chocolate to sweet, if there's a filling, is not right. So, you know the way you get a big cream egg, right? Yes. And then you get the small mini cream eggs, which are mostly chocolate. Yes. So, depending on who you are, you might prefer the mini ones or the big ones. Which one would you be now? I'm going to say this. Oh, I would say every listener we have has just turned off, but this is literally my favourite conversation we've had on this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You, are you because right? I just feel like now we're getting to the good stuff. Are you, are you right <laughs> I mean, here with me? A- everyone's turning off, but I'm, I've never been more with you. I mean, <laughs> more engaged? <laughs> yes. I hundred, I'm banging, I'm going to bang the table. I hundred percent agree. <laughs> 
the ratio. The ratio's all wrong. It has to be about ratio. Yes, because on, on a Cadbury's cream egg, there's thick chocolate. Yes. And also, the, it's kind of gooey. The goo is The thick. goo is very yeah. gooey. Whereas in the sweets, it's runny and it's a bit thin. Yeah. It's not quite as satisfying. I mean, I'll eat them. In the absence <laughs> of an actual cream egg. I'll actually eat them. It's not, I'm, you know. But it is true for it. The actual egg is very, very different experience to the mini egg situation. 100%. Mm-hmm. See? They could actually stamp cream egg on a rotten apple and I'd still eat it. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> So, uh, Rob, there's always that one quiet girl that blossoms when the decorations need to be done. Now, we know this girl, don't we? That is 100% true. You know, it's almost like she's been hiding for the rest of the year and then suddenly all things Christmas and she she normally Just, has like a yes. Santa hat on even when she doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the person that never says anything and all of a sudden the decorations come out and they're the one with the stepladder out, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> they're hanging out a third floor window so they can put a wreath up I I was never that person I have to say my decorations are a disgrace are they? I've been told that on a number of occasions by I, Santa <laughs> Santa doesn't come anymore that's how bad they are okay that's how bad they are I am um, I had when I had this awful tree that I I bought the first year I moved into my apartment mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't even buy it. My dad bought it. He was coming <laughs> over and I was like, oh, will you pick up a tree? And he, <laughs> <laughs> you pick up a tree? What kind he of He bought tr- the ugliest plastic tree. <laughs> like, and I had it for eight years. And, <laughs> and every year I was like, "I'm that is going now. Okay. That's in the bin. Like, cause it, it was disgusting, and it was only uh, about two years ago I finally, instead of putting it away, I put it in the bin. Uh, but actually, here I'm going to tell you, right? I bought my tree that I use now myself. And my husband bought it when I first moved up 23 years ago, and I remember he was appalled by the fact that we spent spent 70 punts on it. Oh God! <laughs> like we spent a lot of money on the actual tree, but to be fair, we've had it 23 years, and every year it comes out like you. I say it must be a bit bald now, and then you put a few things, and you say, "Oh, that's grand." And last year, a couple of the branches I had to balance precariously because they were essentially not attached anymore and I still said ah that'll do <laughs> yeah well what started it for me was the cat started to take it I got a cat and she started to take it down of course she did because they can just like cats can just they just climb up and they just pull the branches off but what I did last year and this is a hot tip if oh, you've got a cat that climbs okay. the tree get a real tree because they don't like it they go in once and they get sap all over them and then they're absolutely furious for about a day but then they never touch the tree for they're the allergic Christmas yeah Oh. Now, somebody's probably going to write in and say that sap actually kills cats. And but then. We'll be cancelled. But yeah. look. <laughs> it's been nice. Until then, it's a tip. <laughs> it's been nice. <laughs> Last but not least is Donal. Donal. Donal has written in to say, we asked about workplace at Christmas and he said, smiling hatred as opposed to no smile. So I think that he might also work in retail because he's just having to keep a grin on his face for the whole of the Christmas season all the while despising the people that come to his tail. Oh, well, apart from Rob, there's not a lot of happiness going on here, really, is there? Christmas what the hell's is a going difficult on? time. What's going on? <laughs> it's di- yeah, I know, it's pretty miserable, isn't it? I know, it's uh, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> like, well, I, to be honest with you, Chris, work at Christmas is something that people just want to get done. You can tolerate your job at any other time of the year, but at Christmas, just like, get me out of here. Well, there's other stuff to do, isn't there? And then, and you know, you have to squeeze in all the things you have to do, like all the people you have to see, all the cards you have to write, although maybe not so much that now. Have you posted your Australian cards? (laughs) 
And do you know what the problem is? I've got about, like my other half said, have we any Christmas cards? I was like, we have at least 500 Christmas cards. Oh, I know, cards. but we never can buy them. Because I keep buying them, but I never send them. I know. <laughs> I've done that for about four years in a row. And I keep buying, you know, the hundreds because it always goes right down. Like, I always get them at like, you know, the 22nd of December when it's too late to post them. And I'm like, oh, I'll hand deliver them. And then I never do. I just leave them there. So I have about 500 Christmas cards. If Actually, if anyone wants Christmas cards. <laughs> Are they written? No. Oh, you even I have written? to go through. No, I will. Look, I'm promising you right now. Okay. Next time I see you. When we're finished this recording, I'm going home and I'm going to write my Christmas cards. Okay. That's, that's all what right. I'm going to do. And I'll be checking up. You will. I will. And she's a hard taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the mammy you look out. Don't want to cross Neve Kavanagh. <laughs> What about this former lifeguard, Garode? This is a fantastic story. Uh, this is like the when this is like when the German bisexuals found us. <laughs> I just feel it was it, it was, was a moment that the podcast took a step up. Yeah. Well, this is another one. I like this because there's more engagement in this post. <laughs> there's a lot of engagement <laughs> in this post. <laughs> Years ago, I worked as a lifeguard at my local swimming pool. On Christmas Eve, we closed at 2 p.m. and went to the pub. When I was there, I realised I had left a bag with a present in my locker, so I went back to get it. <laughs> this is never good. When I got in, I saw the manager of the pool in the jacuzzi with a woman who was not his wife. <laughs> Have you ever heard anything put more diplomatically in your life? That's the way a lawyer puts it. <laughs> when they saw me, he said, we were just testing it because I replaced a jet. It's very powerful and my shorts <laughs> And my shorts came off. Was he called Benny Hill by any chance? What the hell? Who says that? Who like, says that? Like, first of all, if he's, like, why did he, like, it's an embarrassing situation. He shouldn't have tried to explain it. No. Like, I mean, it's just like, oh, well. There is no explanation. Oh, well. But she goes on to say, that was about six years ago and I still see him around the town and he scurries past me and won't make eye contact. <laughs> Do you know why? Not because of the infidelity, because of the worst excuse <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. That is the worst. Now, it was interesting about this because um, I did have a look on. Oh. Et cetera. Okay. On, we did. I did have a look on the former lifeguards page because oh. this was submitted. Okay. Uh, obviously, we can't use her name. Mm. Um, but I have worked out roughly what swimming pool it was. <gasps> Because, I mean, she says where she's from, so I just did a look to see what swimming pools were around. Did you and I may have had a little look on LinkedIn to see who worked there. <laughs> like, look, all I'm saying is that when, when you send in something, I do a deep dive. I come at this with all the information. Last but not least, Neve, we have a problem. We have a problem. Somebody Houston. has entrusted us with, uh, with their Christmas plans, essentially. Um, so it's an interesting one. Okay. So it starts. I live on my own. I have a pet cat called Tom. He might make a good boyfriend for Boots. That's my cat. I know. And Boots is incredibly selective. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm well aware. Boots has yet to say hello to me. I haven't even been. She, yeah, absolutely not. No, she's no, highly. I think she's still recovering from the 2010. Oh, when no. When you went back in 2010, she thought you should have won. Yeah. She, she can't look you in the eye. <laughs> highly, highly She's suspicious old. of me. Very suspicious. I'm the wrong side of 30 and single, but I don't particularly feel I'm missing out. My sister and brother are older and have kids and usually at Christmas we all go to my parents. 
I'm not in the mood for it at all this year and I really want to stay at home and have my own Christmas. But it seems to be causing absolute chaos. I just want to spend my day in my own place and watch movies and chill, but I feel I'm being railroaded and questioned left, right and centre. My mother has rung me and thinks I am having a nervous breakdown. That's, is she your mother? That's really familiar. <laughs> Carole, what's this, wrong? This is not. Is this your sister? <laughs> Go on anyway. I remember you talking about being on your own at Christmas on your on your bake along and it sounds like you had a great time. What do you think I should do? Tara and then in brackets, not my, not my real name. So actually, is this problem from you, girl? Because... <laughs> There's a cat. There's somebody on their I know, own. Ca- their yeah, mother is. It feels like it's you. I, I, I first, I do need to clarify uh, what I said on the bake along because that's. I, I feel I've been re- misrepresented. Oh, oh. What I, what happened was, um, I was talking about people that are on their own at Christmas. Okay. And that my first experience of it was a few years ago. Uh, I was. Sta- I normally stay with my mom for Christmas. My mom and dad, and my mom had the flu. Mm. So. I kind of had in my head around four o'clock, I was like, if I go home, she'll just go to bed. But if I stay, she's going to stay up because it's Christmas. So I was like, I'll just head home. You were being a nice son. I was being a nice, see, that's the sort of, that's the sort of guy I am. Yeah, but you so have like, someone head at home. home. Well, no, he, he was away. Oh. So I went home and I have to say, Neve, it was the best Christmas I've ever had. Yeah, but it, I it was think. just quiet. It was me and the cat and BBC One. And what? half a Christmas pudding, <laughs> which if you're going to judge me, judge me. But I enjoyed every morsel. <laughs> yeah, but I get that. I get that. Actually, spending part of the day together is lovely as a big group. I think spending yeah. all day together as a big group can be difficult. It's a lot. You know, I I have to admit, when we used to spread the, the Christmases between the two parties, you know, to the two families when we met and... Um, we killed ourselves going up and down the road. You know, we did one day oh, in Dublin. Oh, that's a long journey. Yeah, one day Dublin. to Dublin, one day to uh, Carrick. That's the oh, way God, with the two yeah. different families. So depending on the day. And then I remember one Christmas, um, Jack was very sick and we were all over the place. We were both wrecked by the end of it. The baby was, uh, Tom was like about six months and or about a year and Jack was three and he was like lying on the sofa sick and we still had to go out and gig then as well and I said that's it no more anyone wants to come to my house for dinner can come to my house for dinner my kids are having their Christmas in their own home and don't get me wrong we still have a Christmas so now I have several Christmases because obviously I have to have Christmas with my Dublin family and I have Christmas with my Carrick family and then you know I have my own Christmas and I'm glad I have my own Christmas, but actually, yeah. um, and I do love those other Christmases, but I don't want to live there. Yeah, totally. Do you know? So um, I kind of get you, Tara. Sometimes you like to have your own thing. However, yeah, these are your family who love you. 364 other days of the year, you can do what you want. It wouldn't be so hard for you to go and visit for a few hours. You don't have to stay there all the time. You see, I think what's going on here, uh, Tara, is I think Tara's a bit in the dumps. She because, sounds a bit yeah, 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 she's saying she's not in the mood for it. Yeah. Uh, she also she's referencing that uh my sister and brother are older and have kids. Uh, That's hard. And she says, but I I don't I don't particularly feel I'm missing out because she's single and the wrong side of 30. Also, can I just say there's no wrong side of 30? Well, I'm 53, so I I yeah. don't know. Is like, that a wrong side? B- yeah, but that's the wrong side of 50. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like the, thirty, yeah. like even thirty-nine is not that old. People, no. people, you know, you know, people don't get their lives together. In my in my life, from what I've seen, they don't get their lives together until they're about 38 or 39. Yeah, but so. the other thing is that I can totally understand, Tara, that they're probably discussing the fact and probably wondering when you're going to have all these things as if that's what you want. You don't yeah, have to want Yeah, maybe you don't it. want them. You don't yeah. have to want them. So what This I, feels like a whole other thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it, feel, it feels like there's loads going on. But I will say that you can't, this is Ireland, unfortunately, Tara. Oh, I know. You can't just turn around and go, I'm not seeing anyone on Christmas Day because immediately... There'll be a Samaritan Everybody's worrying about you. Yeah. And also what will happen is you'll probably go to your family mm-hmm. and feel like you don't want to be there. But after a while on the day, you'll probably feel like, oh, everyone's having Christmas. Which yeah. other, and I'm not. Yeah. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation. So mm-hmm. I would say. Go visit go for visit. a short time. Yeah. Set, set a time limit on it. Go and smile at your nieces and nephews and your brothers and sisters and the people who love you, actually. Yes. they And, and it's a gift in itself to do that. I know that sounds a bit, you know, but it is a gift. You're only talking about a few hours. You don't have to spend the whole day. You don't yeah. have to move in or stay over or do anything. I, I'm the queen of this. I can breeze in, spend a couple of hours and enjoy it for the time and then come away. I get it. I like quiet time in the day. And I like it. You don't have to enjoy it. No. You can just go in and just be really hostile to everyone and ring and up just them record and strictly come here. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you know, you don't have to. All those movies, I mean, I'm, I'm presuming they're Christmas movies you're going to watch. I don't know. Well, yeah. What to do is have your Christmas on Stephen's Day. Yeah. So the next day, you're not doing anything. Block off that time for yourself because I know what it's like like in a big family. Oh yeah. All of a sudden everyone oh, wants chaos. to have their they're having a day and then someone's having a day yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got like seven I know. Christmas dinners. <laughs> I know. In a row and I it's know. A lo- and it's the same people. And it's lovely but it's after a while it's you know Yeah, it's already. intense. So like definitely have the Christmas that you want to have. But you do have to kind of dip in and Yeah. Cuz actually I and I know this this sounds terrible and, you know, whatever. But you won't always have it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean that. And, and you know, the the thing is, there'll be a day when you'll go, I wish I was able to do that. Yeah. And you won't be able to. And that's the problem with Christmas as well. Yeah. Is because it's so bloody melancholy. Yeah, it can be. It's, there's so much of that <laughs> going on. Be. And do you know what the other side of it is, Tara, as well? If you're not feeling great, like if you're just like, I'm not in a good place at the moment, just say that. Yeah. Just say, oh, do you know what? I'm just, I'm down the dumps at the moment. I'm just going to dip in for a couple of hours. Do you mind? Yeah. You know, because then... It's a very know, different thing for them then. Yeah, it's a very different thing. And also, mm-hmm. um, particularly in Irish Christmases, when all the family get together, it can be... That's full like. on. Yeah. It's full on. So let them be mindful that you're just not in the mood. Yeah. But you're there anyway, because that's the sort of person you are, Tara. Uh, say, Tara, we're, good, we have your decent back. decent human being. Do you need us to go too? Tara, do you know what? That's exact. Do you know what? Bunch up at the table. <laughs> Me and Eve are coming and I swear to God, if one of them says a word to you, Tara, if they say one word. Oh no. Move back off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're here for you. Um, also, the other thing that happens on Christmas Day, do you know what? I've just thought of this and it's a really good thing. Oh. Uh, is join in. Sarah Millican does join in. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like hashtag join in on Twitter for people that want to or are alone on Christmas Day. Oh, amazing idea. Yeah, and it's really nice. Yeah. Um, and loads of people get chatting. Some but, of them get married. Oh, okay. On the same day? Well. <laughs> <laughs> they form relationships, yeah. you know. 
what you've missed but out of quite a, a nice thing, Do you know, situation. it's one of those things that if you're on your own on Christmas Day and then you're suddenly, you have a little pang of loneliness for an hour. Yeah. Hop onto that. Yeah, no, uh, great idea, actually. Great idea. Because actually we were only talking about this last night with myself and friends. The thing about it is, you know, we we like my friend at the moment, she's going through a thing where her, her family are away. And so, you know, they're all working away. So she's actually on her own quite a bit. And she's, she was loved it for the first couple of weeks. And now she's realising it's it's always great to be alone when you're on your own and you've no expectation of, you know, you, that that's going to last. It's when it's when, you know, it's going on and you don't know how long it's going to be. Then that's not as fun. I always find that, you know, like I remember when I lived on my own. I could tell when I was starting to, you know, go a bit mad and I was like, I need to see people. Go you a know, bit like, feral. You know the way sometimes you find your deodorant on the kitchen table and you're like, go out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big indicator. We are stopping for a moment to remind you that we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support the show, you can pledge as little as five euro a month and in return, you will get bonus content from us. It's really good, isn't it? It's so amazing. It's so amazing. So amazing. It's actually done. It'll be out after Christmas. (laughs) Stop whinging. (laughs) You will get bonus content from us and from all the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And we want to tell you about one of them today. It is The Bootsy Boys Blackbird. It's a new show and it is absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Neve. Are you aware of... Michael Flatley? Well, I have I have some little knowledge of Michael Flatley. <laughs> Michael Flatley. There like there would be no Michael Flatley without Neve Cap. There would be none. None. Absolutely well, none. Well he would exist, but he would not be, he'd be in the nothing. He'd be not in the psyche of the of the Irish. If I hadn't won in 93, Riverdance wouldn't have happened in 94. Uh, they give me no percentage for it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, did they like I mean if you had stamped your foot and said, I wanna sing me song. Oh yeah, well, Riverdance would have been a lot shorter. Would have been not quite the impact that it had. I was so glad it wasn't singing after it. It would be one man. <laughs> it would be one man coming out for a clatter for ten seconds, <laughs> and then it would be showing no emotion uh, as it should be. Well, apparently, Michael Flatley made a thriller starring himself that was never released, and the Bootsy Boys have allegedly found the script and they have made it as a serial drama, and it is hilarious. Have a listen. At the dawn of the 21st century, the Michael Flatley wrote, produced, starred in, and shot, but refuses to release his film, Blackbird, an action-packed remake of Casablanca for the modern age. Well, we got tired of waiting. Look out, Blackbird! It's the Nazis! Start by shooting the orphans. So much death. Need to help, though. But I can't go back. Long night ahead of me. Looking for something worth dying for? Blackbird! Dancing, hot sex man, adventure romance. <laughs> he will kick several Nazis and get in your pants. Chin kicks, you Nazi fucks! He's got two guns. <laughs> Looks young for his age. <laughs> He's the fucking. Blackbird! Listen to the Bootsy Boys, Michael Fatley's Blackbird. Coming soon to the Headstuff Podcast Network. So, Neve, happy what? Christmas! Oh, happy Christmas! I hope you get the re- I hope you get the rest of your shopping. Oh, I hope your panto goes well. Yeah, and um, we'll see you for the Christmas episode next week. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm going to put tinsel in my hair. <laughs> so, so I believe there might be mince pies. Oh yeah! Oh gosh, really? Yeah. Um, are you going to make them? No, I bought them. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> 
250 a piece and they're barely the size of the middle of my hand. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm straight. Where's Mr. Kipling when you so, need him? There you anyway. go. So just revolute me that whenever you have it. It's not, uh, it's not vital, but I do want it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> this show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Identity theft shows no signs of slowing down. In fact, more than $14 billion were stolen last year. That's a criminal success story and a wake-up call for everyone else. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, LifeLock will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can save up to 25% their first year at LifeLock.com aware.